What's up, everyone? You are listening to Broasted Chicken News Desk, your place for all. I roasted is so much better than fried or baked. Roasted chicken. Roasted chicken is. We were like Kenny Rogers. Yet again, Adam is wrong. Come on. What's wrong with roasted chicken? It's fried, but with the pressure. So it's it's got that crisp, but it's got the juice, and it's just. Ugh. My neighbors are like, what is going on? Well, welcome to Marvel News Desk. We'll see if I keep that introduction or not. I probably will. (laughs) Just do it in a minute of silence. Oh, so we're back. Uh, It's almost time to be back from vacation. It is time to... Get ready for what if. So we just thought we'd do a pod today. It was very spontaneous. How are you guys? Alive. Doing good. Ooh, the, the kitten wants to be you on the podcast. You could hear it, couldn't you? I'm sorry. I now have a very mouthy kitten. Um, she was very quiet when she was, you know, trying to get adopted. <laughs> it's like she knows that we're podcasting. She's like, I want to be on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Between that and fans and air conditioning, this will just be a very noisy podcast, but we're all just trying to survive. Yeah, I've been swearing all morning. My AC's been out for two weeks, people. And I am not going to say the name of the management company or my landlord because, you know, lawsuit, ScarJo lawsuit, (laughs) this lawsuit, that lawsuit. But, you know, maybe maybe fix your your rentees or your renters air conditioning every so often because the past two weekends in Iowa have been the hottest of the summer. It is 93 degrees right now and I am sweating in places I didn't know I could sweat. That's bad, man. Two weeks, like two weeks. You can't do that to people. No way. Two weeks. It's uh, yeah, two weeks. So we'll, we'll see. I'll dox them if it's three weeks or like a month, but we'll see. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I read the reviews the reviews weren't great. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You, you know? need a window unit, man. Don't 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 trust the man. Get, get I the would, but unit. I don't have I don't have uh, vertically opening. I have one right above my sink, but I don't think you could put a window AC above the sink. Can you? Oh. Uh, it'd be an issue of size. Is, is it a full window above the sink? Yeah, it's a window. I mean, I probably couldn't crawl out of it because the sink's right there. <laughs> So there's probably a lot of issues there besides just the window, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's a big one. I could fit through the window. I'm not yeah. that big of a guy. Caleb. I could fit through the window. Like, no, I would <laughs> say you could put a window unit and then sure. Above the sink though. That what? means I'd have to unplug the Keurig. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> in the air fryer. Come on. Where's the, where's, where's it in? The next that what am I gonna play next? The life support? Where's you know, like in? where's it in? Cats sleeping with dogs. I mean, it's just <laughs> the whole world's upside down. How are you guys been? Oh, we just came back from vacation, so it was good. Oh, we're up in New like Hampshire. Me? Oh, I thought Maine. What someone's in Maine. Weren't you in Maine? Uh Maine? my daughter went to camp in Maine and then we went to New Hampshire. So they're very similar up there. Lots of trees, lakes. See, you say tents. you guys say Iowa and like Nebraska is a flyover state. We've discussed this before, but isn't New England just one big old? It's either Duncan or trees, right? That's pretty much what New England is. Uh, it There's depends. also very so, rocky beaches. Well, it depends where you are. Rhode Island, we have nice sandy beaches. So 
every place is a little bit different. The biggest thing is culturally, they're super different. Like New Hampshire is a weird, almost like like 50-50 kind of politically state. Like their whole motto is live free or die. They hate taxes. And they're right next to, you know, Bernie Sanders kingdom of Vermont. And they're totally weirdly different, even though they're right next to each other. And those cultural differences are a little amazing, honestly, given how small the area is. But Well, I was in West Virginia, which is wild and wonderful. Did you get moonshine? (laughs) Did you brew moonshine? Did you visit a still? You don't visit a still. You keep moonshine at all times in your cabinets, as I have for years. I have moonshine. Come visit me, Adam. I'll feed you moonshine. What do you mean you don't visit a still? Well, I, I mean, mean, I don't. Also, I, you, you don't visit a still. Wink, wink, wink. I, they're, but they're not like breweries, Adam. I, I know. Like I breweries. know. Okay, okay. Like the wrong the word. Did you stumble across visit. a still in the West Virginia? Yeah. No. There's no charcuterie plates being offered okay. at yes, this yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they had a cheese pairing you with smell, the You guys smell while stepping Semantics aside. Semantics aside, I did not drink any moonshine. No. Okay, you did not go in the woods. I, you know, my main complaint about my trip to West Virginia was it was way too civilized. I like, I mean, I, my family's from West Virginia, so like, okay, I my uncle lives back in a holler and used to guide whitewater trips. Like, he's as West Virginia as they come without the inbreeding. Um, which I say very jokingly. I'm glad you cut me story. off on that joke because, like, I was teeing it up. I was like, "How nasty do I get here?" And, and I am not at all saying that West Virginians are inbred. I am just saying that there are many stereotypes. Um, and Rianne can say that because I joke all yeah. the time that, like, my parents, like, I'm lucky because my mom had a horse, so they could date in different hollers. Um, <laughs> so, wait what repeat that once i, I just saw dating and horse travel adam my mom like, had a horse so oh, she could like move outside her community okay because uh, okay. um, yeah okay yeah okay yeah yeah i mean it was probably a good idea for us to get one of these out of the way before we actually get to <laughs> real know, content next week i i just felt like we needed to catch up before we had yeah um so anyways i had a trip to west virginia it was way too civilized um I think I'm going to make up for it by going to Kentucky in a few weeks. Let's wow. Just can... traveling. What? What's that part of the country called? The Appalachia? The Appalachia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kentucky is too? Uh, the, the mountain part of Kentucky. I'm going to be East going Kentucky. to Lexington. I'm going to be going to a horse event. Too, oh, my, my in-laws friend. live in Lexington. So. Oh, cool. Lexington used to have a, an arena football team called the Horsemen. So there must be horses in Lexington, yes. what you guys just said. There's a lot of horses, yeah. Yeah. There's but the- no Kentucky, Der- or, uh, but the Kentucky Derby is in Louisville. It's always confusing. They have all the horses in Lexington, but they do the Derby over in Louisville. So but I thought Lexington that's where they make the bats. Kentucky- Lexington is where they have the Kentucky Horse Park, which is where they have a lot of big competitions. So a friend yeah. of mine is going to be competing in the American, T- American Eventing Championships. And I haven't seen her in a long time. So I love the word eventing. It's eventing. like, yeah, I couldn't think of anything better. Call us event. Let's say we're going to be eventing. It's the three-day event. So it's eventing. For some reason, I keep getting TikToks of them trimming horse hooves or nails or 
cleaning horse cannot believe that that has become i cannot believe that farriery the like the the practice of taking care of hooves horse hooves has become like a tiktok trend though i am a huge huge fan of mopsy the rage horse the rage horse the rave horse if you guys saw in the Olympics, the there rage. There's no horse. S on the end of it, so I was wondering what a rage war was. <laughs> the rage war, different than the rave wars. <laughs> and Adam, I mean Caleb, will be editing that out. I'm sure. But yeah, the rave horse, Mopsy. If you haven't seen it, just do hashtag rave horse, and you'll see the rave horse at the Olympics. Is it rage or rave? Because now I'm imagining a horse at like a disco. So yeah, it, it so um one of the Olympic events is dressage, and the final competition for dressage is the dressage freestyle, which is what most people have seen, like horses dancing to music. The American competitor Stefan Peters always does like disco music, dance music. So somebody took a clip of it and was like, "Look, it's the rave horse," and. It, I mean, he he does like safety dance and stuff like that. Like, so I mean, like most people, it's like the London Symphony composed this orchestral compilation just for this writer, and then like Stefan comes out there doing doing safety dance. So, it's pretty are there cool. any horses that twerk? <laughs> yes, but not in the Olympics. Fair enough. I mean, I think that would be like, classy like, rodeo riding. Like, I mean, you know. Hmm. You know, have you ever seen a horse bucking? Have I seen a horse bucking? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. Uh, rodeos aren't really my scene. I'm from Iowa, but I'm not. Uh, you'll never see me in cowboy hat. I'm probably better at bend western. Yeah, at that side of it, I have a pair of cowboy boots. I don't have cowboy boots. I have a cowboy hat. I have jeans and belts. No belt buckles. Just the the belts. I just love that you you have belts. Well, good, Adam. We're glad that your pants aren't falling down. So I saw a movie today. What did you see? I saw Adam's new favorite movie. It's one of the best comic. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I was going to. That'd be, yeah. Sorry. I haven't seen it. I'm going to see it tomorrow. But without spoiling, how how is it? Fantastic. Expletive fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's gruesome, but Mm. it's a great movie. It's undeniably James Gunn. Mm-hmm. What's up, Warner Brothers? Free pull quote. But uh, no, it's it's great, man. He handles ensembles like nobody's business. He does a really good job. All these characters you couldn't care less about. is It's incredible. Uh, I really like it. It does go places um, that Caleb will probably cringe at. Um I mean, it's gruesome. It's gruesome. Yeah, it's gruesome. It's rated R. Yeah. Uh, lots of cursing. Lots of swearing. Um, no, it's great. It's I mean, it's typical James Gunn. I mean, it it's it's the perfect balance of realism and and comic book. I mean, Polka Dot Man with his full costume and Bloodsport looks great. And Peacemaker, John Cena absolutely killed it. Ratcatcher Two was great. Um. I I, you guys know I was in it for General Luna, uh, Juan Diego Boto that played mm-hmm. General Luna, and I so close to full frontal, so close, Rhiannon, so close. Spoilers, but yes, it yes. was, it was everything I could have wanted. You know, right. I wanted him to have more than a blip of screen time, and I got more. 
Keely, I mean, he's a good looking dude. He should flaunt it. Yep. Spoilers. There is brief, it says brief graphic nudity, but it's a character you'll never see coming unless you read comicbook.com and I wrote about it. But, um, nudity? Yeah. yeah. More than yeah. Weasel? No, that's just him. <laughs> just Weasel's Weasel, spoiler. Caleb, it doesn't it's, matter. It's not really a spoiler because it's in the trailer. No, it's it, but, it's really weird to me. So, like, I'm seeing all the Twitter response, mm-hmm. and like, comic book media people are all in love with it. And then the box office came in, and it's not great. And it got a B plus on Cinema Score, which is like Kenneth Branagh Thor ca- like category. So it's really bizarre to me, like what's going on with the wider reception of the movie, you know? I mean, at the same time, there's intentional review bombing going on on Rotten Tomatoes and all sorts of stuff too. It's yeah, but that's why Cinema Score is to me interesting because they're doing like. But is that the most scientific way? Because I mean, these people hate watch stuff and they'll go to theaters and spend money to to watch it just to trash it. My understanding of Cinema Score is it is the most scientific way. It's literally they use sampling techniques that would be proper statistical sampling techniques to get the best. Yeah. I thought they chose like five theaters and just surveyed people coming out. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many they do, but they try to, I mean, they have methods to try to get a representative score. Right. I never need to see it again. It's not like some deep plot, like Birds of Prey. I wanted to see it again. It was fun. Like, let's go on that ride again. This one, yeah. I mean, like, I might get HBO just to watch the General Luna stuff again, but that has nothing to do with the overall movie and plot i think i think it's very gruesome it's very hard r um and i think really it's just been a long time since we've had something that felt a little different that was done very well mm-hmm. and and that's probably where like the comic book love is coming from you know the 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 fan love is coming from like james gunn did what james gunn does but as a movie, like, you know, will I encourage my mom to see it? Eh, yeah. Not really. The gory stuff does end relatively soon, though. Most of that's right out of the gate. Unless I just became desensitized. It's a Suicide it, so. Squad movie. The yeah. whole thing is... I, yeah, personal. I mean, bits and pieces. It's it's heavy. Heavy, 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 heavy early on. In the but it has that. an emotional arc that goes along right. with it. Like... Uh, and and I think that's I think that's what Gunn also does wonderfully. I mean, James Gunn is who made me feel emotional for a talking raccoon, mm-hmm. and he does the same thing here for a live action shark and a weasel and you know a guy that shoots polka dots out like and people that you know are murderers and awful. So yeah. Yeah. That that's what Gunn does amazingly well is pulls this very quirky comic book side of it and and the emotional side. Yeah. It, I will I will admit it did run a little too long. 20ish 30ish minutes probably. I think it's 2:15 it was. Um I loved it man. I'll see it again. I'm seeing it again next week. Um I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I I think it's interesting for the purpose of our podcast, like we've talked about our ratings and Marvel and and what it does. I would assume that the the execs at Disney are looking at the box office returns and going, 
Yeah, that's why we don't do, you know, that's why we don't do. Uh, I don't think so, man. I mean, the Delta stuff's going all around again. And And it's also simultaneous HBO Max release. Free on HBO Max. Free on HBO Max. So they don't even like, I mean, there's nothing that HBO will even point to. You know, Disney announced their earnings on Black Widow. I don't know for their stockholders or for I mean why did they even announce those like HBO will never need to announce how many people watch this unless they got a bazillion new HBO Max subscribers which that's why I'm curious Adam are you going back to the theater to watch it again or why not just get HBO Max because I watched HBO Max the first time oh, okay. and I'm going back to the theater plus it's five dollar Tuesday so why not but no yeah I'm gonna I'll probably go a couple more times actually just to just to experience it. I can't take any box office stuff seriously now. I mean, everyone's that's all the rage and the Scarjo lawsuit stuff is insane. Did you guys read that Variety piece where apparently the lawyer just gave Variety Scarjo's contract and they essentially break down Scarjo's contract in the Variety piece I of don't. how everything needs to go through arbitration. You're probably going to talk about this in the pod or yeah. something. No, we'll go. We'll I, I don't know. It's it. hard to. Uh, it's hard to take box office stuff seriously right now man i mean there's everyone's suggesting there's going to be a, another wave of lockdowns or anticipations or or something like that you know so i don't i don't know i do think once deadpool 3 comes out um i hope to god i pray to god that uh the box office is full by deadpool 3 in 2024 or whatever you know um i do think that will open up more doors um, speaking of like the Hulu stuff that was going around yesterday and stuff, but I don't yeah. know. Man. I love Suicide Squad. I'm going to see it again. It's certainly better than the previous Suicides. It is, I mean, Birds of Prey is up there, but it, it's probably my favorite DC movie. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I liked it more than Nolan stuff. I guess. I mean, it is similar to Birds of Prey. They, you know, they let both go full comic booky goodness, and I've yeah. been a huge fan of James Gunn and it exceeded my expectations so it's up there in my opinion it just it shows the ceiling to a degree commercially for our ratings in that yes delta and all this other stuff but jungle cruise came out last week and had a fairly good week to me it's worth noting that the suicide squad is pretty universally adored by the critics there's huge positive like everything fell in place for them to have a good like return on this and it is underperforming other HBO Max Warner Brothers releases. It is underperforming Disney's releases. I just think there is a bit of a brick wall that you're always going to hit with an R rating. Hmm. That just, I just don't think it's a, it's a law of gravity that you cannot overcome. To some degree, there's a certain portion of the country that just isn't going to see it if it's if it's got that rating on it. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, we could speculate all you want. I mean, it could have made. I mean, if the market was normal, it could have made more than Joker, you know, if everything was perfect. I also think there's a lot of, I mean, like we don't talk about DC all the time here, but I think there's some brand confusion. I know, I know plenty <laughs> of people that are like, but I've seen Suicide Squad. Like right. <laughs> giving this almost the exact same name as a movie that came out however many years ago, really, I, I know when the preview started coming out, there were people on my Facebook that were like, but didn't we just have suicide squad and mm-hmm. they were very confused for sure that is the worst part of the whole thing probably and i think james just joked about it and i'm like uh, i don't know 
you know, I don't know what I don't know what they're gonna do, man. I mean, they have the multiverse going, but there's not this unified vision. I mean, are they gonna use like the Suicide Squad to to step off and do stuff? I mean, they're doing stuff for Peacemaker, and James hinted that they're doing um, other shows. You know, it sounds like he's pretty much strictly television. He can't stop raving about television now. So yeah, I don't know what the what are you going to do with you have the, the release, the crowds, you know, how, how do you control those? You know, it's the restore the Snyderverse. It's release the air cut. Those kind of run hand in hand. So I don't know how you calm these people down that have so much, what do you call that? Hatred. Maybe I don't know. It just runs in their veins, man. And it's exhausting. I don't, I don't know. The MCU doesn't have that. So I'll, who cares, I guess. I, I, just for reference, I pulled up Godzilla versus Kong, right? Which mm-hmm. came out at a worse point in the pandemic, more closures, more capacity limits, same HBO Max factor. And Suicide Squad is going to only make about 85% of what Godzilla versus Kong well, made. But it's still, I mean, it's a smaller market. It's a smaller demographic. It doesn't mean those movies aren't worth doing. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's always going to limit your budget to some right. degree, though. Right, and you can tweak stuff. I mean, I don't think Suicide Squad probably had a super massive big budget. I mean, it wasn't like huge space type stuff. I mean, obviously the villain they had to use visual effects for. I mean, it felt like a big budget movie to me, but right, I it had a so. big cast. I mean, even yeah. that's just true. Okay, I retract my previous statement. Never mind. But so, I, mean, I mean, I yeah. think, but like what I saw, I saw something that was like, you know, they're not looking the value in this movie isn't necessarily in is less than the ticket sales from this, but more. Yeah. The, the positive buzz mm-hmm. for DC, the, the characters that can have spinoffs, the, um, the places that it goes and the things that sets up and, and, and all of that is sort of where HBO is hoping to get their money back on it. But that might've just been talk. It cost $185 million to make. So just just fifteen million cheaper than Black Widow, which Black Widow is never going to make back. How much money is Black Widow going to lose? Oh, I think Black Widow's even now. You think? Oh yeah. See, here's the thing: people always look at the. We can switch into ScarJo talk. So people always talk about like, oh well, it's global is only so much. You know, China really inflates those numbers. You know, and like they were hoping for two hundred million out of China, maybe they'll still get it. But you have to remember, they only bring home like 25% of the Chinese mm-hmm. box office. So you, you say, oh, we lost $200 million, but you only were going to keep $50 million of that. Whereas in the States, you know, you, you, keep, you get to keep, you know, two-thirds of it, 75% of it, whatever. $100 million in the United States brings more money into Disney pocket than $200 million in China. That's just the reality of how all that stuff works. So I, I did the math recently particularly if you include like the money, like I forget Audi or BMW or whoever it was that was in that movie, um, Geico, all those like crossovers. I mean, they probably already had 50 to a hundred million dollars in their back pocket from commercials before a single person saw black widow. But how much did they spend on advertising? Because I feel like their advertising efforts sort of like they ended up doing it about three times. Do we have any yeah. idea? So usually the rule of thumb is that they double the budget on it. So, you know, total cost with Black Widow would be 400 million. You know, I haven't done the numbers recently, 
it's i would think black widow is already in is already even i don't think they're making a lot of money on it but they're not going to lose money on it but scarlett johansson doesn't think she made enough money on it uh what do you guys think of scarlett johansson and disney like publicly feuding uh, about her contract it's insane it's insane. i mean she's probably not coming back i don't i don't see why they would it's insane what they're what they're saying i mean they're just not even being like politically correct they're saying super super pr talk this the stuff this one lawyer said is just like yeah that's it's all for uh it's in what highly orchestrated something 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 um whatever man i, I mean it's hard to care about something like this when it's two sides arguing arguing about money that none of us will ever, ever see you know I mean, actually, maybe I've spent that much in the Marvel Legends figures that are blocking my doorway. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's it's crazy. Who gives a shit, man? <laughs> like, who? Sure. Someone's going to get millions or someone's going to save millions or, or someone's going to do something like this. But why? it's it's bizarre. It's very un-Disney-like. And I do think it does uh, speak volumes in the shift of culture they've had since the Bob Iger left. Um, the rap published this thing where it sounds like it's uh, not really in good, good, I don't want to say good hands, but um, doesn't sound too too hot, man. I would say Chapex probably, probably out soon, um, just from what everyone's saying about this stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird because Bob Iger's still with the company, but he didn't know about this or or do something like this. So is, is it Chapek that made the call to to bump Black Widow to Disney Plus and Kevin Feige didn't want to and Kevin Feige doesn't deal with the... It just blows my mind. It's insane because ScarJo's contracts with Marvel Studios, but then Diz, the lawsuits against Disney for... I, I don't get any... Whatever. And it's, she specifically named Iger as somebody who profited from her downfall as well. Right. So what what's she what's she looking for i mean disney could have done anything else i don't think what postpone keep postponing black widow i mean black widow is probably the one movie on their slate they could have just postponed till 2026 until the box office is you know firing 1000 percent. yeah you know, I, I mean is it possible that there was a chance scarjo was coming back for other stuff and the low box office you know whatever with the box office or whatever or whatever they just decided not to and that this is more retribution in that regard too that there is more dirt because it does just feel like no no screw you guys i mean everything we heard ahead of time was that she was done with playing the character Mm -hmm. you know i mean feige always talked about as her last appearance as black widow so I mean, she's probably going to be cast in the new TMNT movie, guys. You know, the Jost, the Brothers Jost writing another reboot for the Mothership that I can't wait to watch. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch Colin Jost's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is different from Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So we'll see. Maybe I mean, in there. my take, people have seen me talk about, I'm sure, on Twitter, if you, if you follow us on Twitter, like... I just think ScarJo had it all lined up. 
And when she signed her contract, it looked like she was going to get her, our, you know, Robert Downey Jr. type deal where she had this great back end deal and it was going to be the first movie back after, you know, the first movie of phase four fan hunger was going to be up for it. And then COVID hit and everything hit the fan and Disney tried to like navigate that the best they could. And in the end, they just had to put the thing out. And I just think she has sour grapes over the fact she had a high risk, high reward contract and the the risk bit her in the butt. And now she's like, but when I signed this, I thought I'd make a lot more money. Yeah. Tell you what's like half of America over the last year. Like a lot of us thought we were going to make more money, you know, like there's a lot of people that got unemployed and there's a lot of Disney employees that didn't get their jobs for six months. And so it just strikes me as being so tone deaf. Disney delayed this movie for 14 months to try to help it get a theatrical release. They finally could not wait any longer. They had some degree of responsibility to their fan base to actually put something out that they had in the can. Every other studio raced to doing this kind of thing faster. It's not like HBO max. So they put it out for free for everybody who's on their streaming service. Like, they negotiated this, I think, the best they possibly could. We just talked about, is that movie even going to make any money? So you're going to be like, I deserve $50 more million when the studio is taking a bath on it? Like, I don't, it's just dumb to me. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It just strikes me as somebody who's frustrated at the scenario. And I'd be frustrated if I was her too. But if you don't want risk in your payday on a film, then ask for it up front. Do not give yourself a back-end deal that is, like, vulnerable to, what if people just hated this movie? You know, like, what if David Harbour had turned out to be, like, a terrible criminal who was abusing puppies and, like, it had tanked the movie or something? David Harbour seems like a lovely individual. I'm not saying anything. That is not an episode of What If, by the way. It's not in What If. I'm just saying, like, if something like that happened, the movie mm-hmm. also would have tanked and she also would have lost money. And that's the risk of taking a back end deal. Most Americans would say, oh, I only made $20 million during the pandemic. Darn. And just move on. Like, it just makes her look so greedy. And yes, I know Disney's a billion dollar company and blah, 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 blah. But. I, I don't know. Like, as we talked about, this is not a super profitable movie for them. So what are they supposed to do? Give her money that they didn't make? Like, that seems bizarre to me. That is the opposite of a back-end deal where you get paid whether the movie you made is profitable or not. I, I've loved watching this all unfold on Twitter because Twitter wasn't hot on ScarJo the way it is for all the various stuff. But then Disney's, she's fighting Disney, which Twitter's also not hot on. So it's like, hmm, who, you know, what's, I just love the drama. Just people tweeting stuff. I mean, yeah, who cares at the end of it? They're going to settle. It's clear they're, they're probably going to settle sometime. Um, and most likely from everything we've heard, it'll go through arbitration because it's in her contract. She's not allowed right. to sue. She has to go to arbitration. <laughs> And that's that's what's crazy. I mean, that, so she's to get around that she's just suing, suing Disney instead of Marvel, or did did Kevin Baker not to sue Marvel Studios for? So I don't. Who knows, man? But why is did she? Why didn't she sue something something LLC? What's what's the Black Widow LLC? We have to go to the Ronin.org or or Geeks right. Worldwide for that news or something. But I don't know, man. What? Whatever. 
cut me off a chunk of the change or whatever it is, please. I'll, I'll be happy. You know what? I'm going to go sue Disney. If, Screw you, Disney. If, I if, her, if her paycheck is a slap in the face, please slap me very hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Slap me, Mickey. <laughs> Welcome to MND After Dark. <laughs> slap me, Mickey. Let's talk about, Rihanna, you have a release date for Hawkeye. November 24th, officially. And it's before Miss Marvel? So well, we're going... we don't know. No, I Twitter thought says yes, man. Twitter. Twitter no, I thought knows. somewhere. I th- no, I thought it was somewhere that like, EW Marvel's said next. Yeah, EW yeah. The said EW that. article said Hawkeye was the oh. next live action show. Yes, they did say that. I know some sites are believing that Miss Marvel is behind. There are other people though who have still said. I think it was speaking of the Ronin. Is it uh, Mark Chris? Uh, what's that? Christopher guy? Mark. Christopher Mark said he talked mm-hmm. to people and. Miss Marvel's pretty close to done. And so if they were going to put like, if they're not going to put it out, they're just shelving it for no reason. So the weird thing is what if turns out to be only nine episodes. So the calendar is now set up that they could do what if Miss Marvel and Hawkeye straight through and they would all fit. We just had this conversation. Where was that Slack or something or Twitter or something? It's the signs point to it being perfect. So I don't, I don't know why I have heard scoop alert. I have heard there is stuff going on with Miss Marvel um, between creators and various writers and various creatives and comics writers and the studio and all sorts of stuff. And it does sound kind of messy not to stir up any more stuff, but if it is pushed to January, I think that stuff carries a little bit more weight now for it being delayed. Um, we did find out that they are giving her new powers. We found that out from a cardboard cutout of all places. That was exactly what we'd heard before. Like yeah, purple which confirms with which we heard, which is even more worrisome because then that those same sources that at least told me that Inhumans have nothing to do with the show. Um, which is going to open up a whole new can of worms. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it's the secrecy damages Marvel sometimes. And I, I wish they would just clarify stuff like they won't still do the no comments and they won't send out release schedules or something. Everything has to be an event with Marvel. It can't can never be simple it's always got to be this huge hurrah um well and it strikes me as really weird why put out a hawkeye date and say nothing about miss like if you're gonna delay miss marvel just be like hey by the way hawkeye's the next one we've decided to move miss marvel to january or or to, to 2022 or just hold off like was anyone in the world just like dying for a photo of kate bishop and a release date for hawkeye I mean, there's people, there's, there, there is a property people are going nuts over getting more info on, but it's not Hawkeye, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, but why have we seen nothing on Miss Marvel? I mean, that's the thing too, is that, I, I mean, are they just jumping to Hawkeye getting a lot of, I mean, there were a lot of rumors that swirled about Hawkeye the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. Are, are they just trying to steer the conversation from their zoomers or are they trying to 
build on that you know okay fine a bunch of people are talking about hawkeye let's give them more hawkeye but we haven't yet seen anything other than that sizzle reel long ago that shows us anything on miss marvel i mean i just normally we would see something well i mean we did get a list like two or three weeks ago of the miss marvel funko pops and then the first Miss Marvel t-shirt stuff was starting mm-hmm. to hit retailers. So, like, they're starting to spin up the merchandising machine anyway. Right. Um, the tie-in comic did get delayed. I think it went from October to December, maybe. Oh, um, I didn't even know it was going to be. Is it in canon or just another Miss well, Marvel? Yeah, those MCU in canon tie-in issues. Ugh for i mean yeah like the doctor strange ones just retold you know the first five minutes of the movie or the guardians two ones were a recap of guardian one um that got delayed but i don't yeah i don't know um i don't know what i don't want is another disney plus show that was reconfigured halfway through Mm -hmm. that they're trying to figure out what they are where they are and all of that and therefore feels discombobulated in the end i mean if putting it off makes it better and it it keeps some of the stuff that we've seen in these first three series great yeah for me it it does shift my understanding of how everything was going to go because the sense i had i think for good reason was we're gonna get what if late summer miss marvel was gonna be in the fall christmas time for hawkeye and then she hulk was gonna hit late january early february but if they push miss marvel into that window she hulk's pushing now to like where winter soldier was this year and that pushes moon knight to like back to where you know like it it definitely would set up more of a four shows a year rhythm instead of a five shows a year rhythm like we're currently looking at as we've talked about there's so many things getting greenlit i mean we've heard like also while we were gone charles murphy says there's like 10 llcs that have been formed specifically for disney plus shows if they're for a year then they're planning for what we're going to watch in 2027 at this point Mm -hmm. or they got to speed up the rate at which this stuff is coming out and why disney continues to kind of slow down like only thing I can think is they're still a little nervous about the film slate, but right. Um, Miss Marvel started filming in COVID, right? Post COVID or in COVID, I believe. And it was going to be the first series with multiple directors or directorial teams, right? Or was it only, yep. um, yeah, I we're getting like, into the point, it will like you know, doubling down on what Rianne said, it's going to be interesting to see a show that we can't use excuses for anymore. And like, Oh, they took Dr. Strange out because of COVID that kind of, okay, whatever, you know, Oh, they took something out. They took the uh, pandemic plot out of Falcon and winter soldier or whatever. And that kind of left a little bit of a hole. Um, is this why, and this is why, I mean, we don't know if it's delayed because the week before Victoria, Victoria Alonzo, who organizes the production schedule, mind you, specifically said that we have two shows coming out this year uh miss marvel and hawkeye um marvel's really tied on their messaging they're always really tied victoria alonzo's always 
super in tune with the messaging. So why would she say that and turn around the week later? What happened? You know? Well, um, there's always the possibility too, that the guy at EW just use right. that phrase. The, yes, right. the next one, like, Hey, here's yeah. Marvel's next big thing. Like it was just right. like a, a colloquialism. Right. Yeah. And that the reality is they are going to fit Miss Marvel. Right. That's not, I mean, I have yet to hear anybody and I have asked around a little bit. I've yet to hear anybody say, no, we've been explicitly told that it's moved. A lot of mm-hmm. it is like, well, they can't fit it. And people now are like, well, there wouldn't be time for the assembled episode. Who for gives, what if that pisses okay. me off? So yeah, right. Who like that about that. Yeah. Who, whatever, man, like uh, that. Now my blood's boiling. You just hit a nerve, Caleb. <laughs> so what <laughs> it does tell me. Oh, go on. No, the other one I love is like, Oh, well, the post-production is so much more work than Hawkeye that it just got away from it. Yeah, because after 24 freaky movies, Marvel Studios doesn't know how long post-production takes, you know? So what they do know, though, is when Spider-Man is coming out. And I wonder if the Hawkeye date is so firm because it somehow is connected. I mean, I don't know if we want to go into the rumors that we're rumoring around um but there was a rumor of somebody to appear in hawkeye that would make sense to pop up in spider-man and with the two shows inter you know with the two shows with hawkeye going at the time that they're releasing it that timing works out that they could be connected yeah because as it sits now i believe episode five of hawkeye hits on wednesday and then two days later, No Way Home comes out, and then no, it's the opposite way around. I think. No, Episode I think five comes. I think it's five No Way Home, and then six. Mm-hmm. Let's check. Let's okay. check because my birthday's in the middle of those two, I believe. So the twenty fourth is one. Yep. One is two. Yep. Eight is three. Yep. Fifteen is. Four, 17 is no way home okay so it's between four and, and five yeah and five is 22 and six okay. is 29 and your boy's birthday is 20 so we're talking in the span of four days no way home um adam barnhart's birthday and <laughs> hawkeye episode five right um i think we can probably say we're yeah i ran and said that we have reason to believe, you know, those need to be next together. And we talked about it in Slack. If you guys need proof, we talked about it even before the Hawkeye release date was released. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it, uh, what needed to happen allegedly. And that's exactly how it's happening. And it's worth noting that Disney's done this already. Mando. I mean, it wasn't a huge deal, but Mando season one had Grogu baby Yoda doing some forcey things. Mm-hmm. on a friday night episode that then immediately happened i forget if it was a week later or even that same night um in rise of skywalker and when you watched it you're like oh yeah the jedi do have that power i saw that last week on the mandalorian and so it's not like it's beyond their capability of thinking about those sorts of crossover things right so we'll see miss marvel yeah it's and that's what's uh, Miss Marvel is peak Disney Plus, you know? I mean, Miss Marvel is built for Disney Plus. Just like Power Pack's built for Disney Plus. Young Avengers are built for Disney Plus. Dark Hawk is built for Disney Plus. Sleepwalker is built for Disney Plus. Iron Fist Season 3 is built for Disney Plus. Um, 
man things built for disney plus uh all the other characters that kill but we we should mention they have all those llcs Mm -hmm. it would seem like they're gearing up to maybe drop a bunch of new stuff maybe at d23 maybe somewhere Um, else there's no d23 this year they there's something november 19th is it um they just announced something that they are revealing disney plus content sometime in november Rihanna, I think there is a D23 this year. Uh, I think it's just an investor's call. Or maybe it is D23. But with the disclaimer, these LLCs can be stuff we already know about. Mm -hmm. Um, What would an example be? Except for we already got a bunch of those lined up, right? Do we all have to... I mean, there's been room... Well, yeah, I mean... There's been rumors. Uh, you look anywhere. Ghost Rider um, is one. What else? Um, one of the Wakanda series. There might be two Wakanda series. Um, All right. So, Rihanna, it's confusing. There's some sort of D23 event in Florida this year, but the D23 con that they have in Anaheim, I thought they uh, announced like they were due to have one this year. They would have were on their regular every other year schedule, but they weren't doing it until 2022. Okay. So November 19th through 21st, there will be something called destination D23 celebrating 50 years of the Walt Disney world resort. And amongst the presentation highlights are a special look on what's coming next from Disney Plus. So that doesn't seem exactly like where Marvel would drop a ton of I stuff, mean, but it's before not that we should have New York Comic Con, which hasn't been canceled yet. Yeah, have we heard that we're having a Marvel Studios panel though? I don't. I don't think conventions are looking good at the moment. I don't think we've heard about any panels. Um, New York isn't shutting stuff down. New York is just yeah. I was about to say, Adam, you gotta ignore the the Twitter people. They're obnoxious. It's like, I mean, look at MegaCon. Every single big town creator pulled out of MegaCon this weekend. Yeah, so that's really interesting. I think that there are like creators who are getting nervous mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney pulled but, out a CinemaCon, the one movie convention a year. Right. You know? I mean, here though, like I don't know, in New England people are going to concerts like they're getting ready to reopen broadway like new york city is gonna just you know vaccine passport you at the door like i i, I just don't think that we're going back i just right. think we okay but that doesn't mean marvel studios know? is gonna bring kevin feige and 30 cast members again yeah i mean i don't i don't think we're gonna get the hall h panel at new york comic-con but I feel like there could be some announcements there. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm just wishful thinking, but that'd be a good spot for Hulu to announce the shows that they say they want. Yeah. Um, but a lot of those smaller cons, they're very dependent on, you know, their bills are paid by having guests and therefore signings and photo ops. Mm-hmm. So the, the celebrities, that's a very, very close environment. That's a lot of one-on-one time with a lot of different people. Yeah. New York comic-con really isn't as much. They do signings and photo ops, but you know, it's, it's a bigger con and a little less reliant on that to pay the bills. So I, 
wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if any of these cons that got canceled in the past week, because there was, I mean, Celebrity Fan Fest in Texas flat out said, all of our guests canceled, so we can't do it. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if New York Comic Con, one, went ahead and took that into account when they did the accounting. And two, New York City is going to make them require vaccinations. To, vaccinations. I was about to say, I haven't heard for sure, but I assume this news applies to Comic-Con, yeah. right? You've got to be vaccinated there, to go into the con. There's still research. I mean, they're still waiting for guidance on what that's actually going to be. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see any way they're going to get around not requiring vaccinations for you to go inside the con. And even for creators, I don't know. That could make a difference. If you're like, hey, come down because Megacon's Orlando, right? Yeah, Florida somewhere. Come on down to Florida where the worst case outbreak ever is at and where we've outlawed checking for vaccines or come to New York where you got to have a vaccine to get your butt through the door. Like, I just think that's a different calculus if it's a creator who's concerned about the virus, you know. And the very few New York events I've been to so far that require proof of vaccination, it isn't just flash a card at us. It has been looking at the card, looking at your ID. I'm going to an event next week where they're using the Clear app, which is what they use at airports. Um, in lieu of like you having to go through and somebody look at your ID, you use this app and they're setting up that app for you to um, verify your vaccination. So um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not, I, maybe I'm just very, very wishfully thinking. Also, there's some very, I mean, I don't want to make this into the COVID news desk, but there's some very promising news from areas where this Delta variant got to earlier that it actually peaks at about two months and then goes down that I think we were talking about in regards to the Shang-Chi release. Um, so I don't think this is going to linger and shut everything back down like it was before um, while it is still very bad and everybody should get vaccinated. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's worth noting. It's interesting. Sony put out, you know, a Venom trailer. We can talk about that if you want. It did not have a date on it, which a lot of people are like, ruh But then Disney, they're putting out new Shang-Chi stuff every day, videos, posters, and all of it's got September 3rd in theaters only slapped right on top of it. So it seems like at least thus far, Disney's just charging into it, you know? Um, they did remove that um, to reuse the trailer in international markets. Disney oh, in international, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you guys are much more optimistic than me. I'm, I am a natural pessimist, um, so we'll see. I mean, Paramount, yeah, I know it's Clifford the Big Red Dog, but it is still a theatrical release that got pushed, actually removed entirely. So. So we'll see. Yeah, we did the math, and it says it should peak right around the week of Shang-Chi. Um, I mean, I'll still probably go because I don't have to worry about packed theaters in here in Iowa. Yeah. Um, well, there's also the there's also the weirdness we have to remember with Disney that there has been no suggestion whatsoever that they will be shutting down any of their theme parks. So if they're willing to shuffle thousands upon thousands of people through the turnstiles in Orlando and Anaheim it's hard to believe that they're going to be all that concerned about people showing up to a movie. Oh, I mean, they did go back to masks, right? Yeah. I mean, sure. Right. But well, I'm just saying, I'm saying they went back to masks, you know, who knows? I mean, no one knows what in the hell they're doing and, 
And yeah, I, now we're going to get into politics, but no, nah, it's whatever. You know? So another note on Shang-Chi, uh, when I saw Suicide Squad this morning, I saw it at Alamo and Alamo Theater does all of this stuff before the show and everything. And they're, uh, they commonly do like this skit and they usually have actors like from the movie you're about to see or something that do the turn off your cell phones or we'll come beat you up type thing. And it was um, Simu and Aquafina, and it was a Shang-Chi themed thing before the show. So they really are. The Shang-Chi stuff is really. Yeah. If they do pull it at this point, it's going to cost them a crap ton yeah. of advertising dollars. Yeah. I think Shang-Chi is coming out. It's coming out in theaters. I, I, I really I, I think things are going to go on. I think if people are worried about missing them, they need to go get vaccinated so that they can take part in all of the things that are going on. Yeah. I mean, I would not be surprised. I mean, the way things have, been, the news has been coming out this week, I am sure AMC and Regal and everybody are looking at if they can require vaccinations to go in the theater. You know, I. Particularly if we can get it like the FDA final approval. Like, I know yes. that's been a really moving target. But there was a suggestion, something I read today from Fauci, that like if that was made the case today, there would be an avalanche of companies that would be like, oh, you got to have your vaccine to walk in the door. So, yes. All right. Um, that's all the stuff I had. Uh, you know, we're about to have what if, Rihanna. I thought you, you, you were thinking it was probably good to talk a little about Disney Plus, where we're at with those shows. How are you guys feeling about what if and what are your expectations and how is it affected by what we've seen so far uh, on Disney plus? I, you know, when I was thinking back on the, so, so, I mean, I thought it would be good for us to go back and talk about those first three seasons that we've had as we move into what if, and yeah, I'm finding myself far less disappointed. You know, like Loki did not disappoint me as much as WandaVision. But when I go back and look, WandaVision was probably really strong compared to those two other shows because I have set my expectations so low now. So going into What If, I have very low expectations. I'm mostly watching in case it ties into future properties. But I'm not excited at all about it. I mean, like, I I will probably wait to watch after work on this one. And we'll see if it makes it better. Adam, you were making a very good face. On this is getting released. <laughs> this is supposed to come out tomorrow. Can you say um, more if I release it on Monday? <laughs> uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday here. I can. Uh, social embargo has left lifted yeah um so you can read your tweets yes, so I mean, that's what i'm looking yeah. i'm looking for, for what are your expectations for the episodes you have not seen you can talk what about if it's that dope right? such a fun sandbox to play in and ac bradley and her team really do take full advantage of that silly character swaps and amalgamations some funny funny moments and surprise cameos all while going places you'd never expect uh i want to see more of it after watching they gave us three episodes um i want to see more of it uh people are going to be very mixed on these three episodes um i don't want to call it marvel studios first miss or anything like that i don't want to go that route but 
no, I mean, they flat out said no new characters, so don't expect to see anything mind boggling. I think, I mean, we saw, we've seen Zombie Hunter, Spider Man, and the toys, and that seems more intriguing than anything in the first three episodes. The first three episodes are out there. It goes um, Captain Carter, T'Challa Lord, and um, I'm not sure if the third one's out there. Um, but number two is probably my favorite it's super super fun it's super super cosmic-y there are um surprise cameos in there um do you think some of the advertising has hurt that though adam like for example it's not gonna surprise anybody to see captain carter because mm-hmm. she's been front and center on every piece of merchandise there's not a single surprise in episode one every single story beat and stuff for episode one you've seen in the trailer but so, but my thing is that I mean that's interesting because there's other episodes like there's a Captain Marvel episode apparently, I know nothing about it. I've just seen Carol Danvers' face, you know, and maybe she's a cameo somewhere else. I don't know, right. but I think that as we go through the show, I'm more excited about the nights I can pull up an episode and I have no idea what we're what ifing tonight, you know. Like I think mm-hmm. that will be exciting because some of the excitement of like, oh, T'Challa is Star Lord or oh, Captain Carter, I got that jolt when I watched the first trailer back in December, you know. Right. It's going to be interesting, you know. There, <laughs> in the the first three, there are is stuff that wasn't and wasn't in the trailers you know there are surprises um i don't know it's mm, it it doesn't reinvent the wheel i guess yeah. right that's the saying it doesn't uh it doesn't no new i mean you've seen every single person before i mean captain carter stuff it follows the first avenger to a t pretty much i mean it's almost exactly the same so we'll we'll see. It's going to be interesting. That's why I said they're bold for doing that first because it's the it's the least interesting of the bunch. But we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, people who don't like animation may not like it. You know, even though it is MCU, it will cause substantial discourse. We're already talking in the Slack. Like, is every episode its own universe? Or its own timeline, I guess. Is there or how do line? they fit together or whatever, yeah. Or how's, how do they do it? Because Nick Fury's in the episodes. Uh, Are you trying to make me less excited for it? Yeah, I mean, there's just going to be discourse. because I mean, we know the multiverse is open, and we can talk probably more Wednesday or three weeks from now or something. Yeah. But it's just going to cause a lot of discourse, you know, if – if we got upset about the timeline multiverse stuff before, it's just going to get, it is so far. I will say it's uh, all pretty close to an anthology. There's no yeah. overcross thus far. And it's interesting. Cause Rian, you said expectations to me, that's really going to be the name of the game with what if, as far as like it, for me, if it's fun and I find the animation, all right, that's, I mean, it's all I need. Like as a Star Wars fan, I'm already used to the fact that a Star Wars movie and an episode of Mando and an episode of The Bad Batch are totally different things on my expectation. Like when a Bad Batch episode comes out, I go, oh, fun, cool little thing to add to the canon. This would be neat. Uh, it's something good for me to watch with my kids tonight. But like, that's it. I don't imagine this to be like 
you know, like a portal scene from Endgame or something. Like, I just, I don't need it to be any of those things. Being like better than anything else on TV that night is enough for me. And I'm pretty sure what if for me and my interests yeah. will be better than anything else that's coming out right, that Wednesday. Right. And that's I mean, enough it, for me. Yeah. If that's what you're looking for, you're going to love it. It is the ultimate MCU stands dream. It's the appearances that the one shots are referenced. Um, Bradley Whitford's back. That was announced. Uh, um, and he only appeared in that one shot, I think agent Carter, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fun little cameos and surprises and stuff like that. It would have been much better if they didn't announce a single person or if they didn't release 40 some characters last Friday yeah. through a press release because that already spoiled some of the surprises. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, it's the MCU and yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's I'm I'm trying to remember. We did an episode two years ago at 2019 San Diego Comic Con where we ranked the like 11 projects that they announced. I'm pretty sure it was 11th on my list, if not 10th. And I think for you guys, it was both like ninth or 10th. Like, I mean, this is just I don't know. It wasn't any of our favorite things. So I just think if we go into it with the right attitude, it'll it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect it to be painful. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm far more excited for Hawkeye and She Hulk and Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night, which is apparently filming next year. Yeah. So it looks like it looks like we're getting a lot of horror shows. Yeah. They said Werewolf by Midnight and then, um, there was one production company. It was like a random street in New York. Richmond. That's right by the cemetery where Danny the Catch. Night Suns yeah. hang out or whatever. So, yeah. Yep. Here we go. We are getting Hellstrom season two, baby. Here we go. On Disney Plus. Plus. Hellstrom season two. Hell yeah. Uh, we'll just have to have Elaine come back. We'll shoot him the old DM, the old text being like what episode is this by the way uh we're getting closer this is 190 something 190 something y'all better stick around for episode 200 because <laughs> we are having at least one guest at adam's working his magic man it's amazing no, i haven't done first weeks <laughs> since since the one we set up and i still haven't responded so i probably should respond uh um, 193 is this episode 193 so sometime this fall episode 200 we're gonna have just a week-long extravaganza mnd con come take your pictures with us um Ugh, that sounds exhausting yeah, it sounds really adam's doing all that work right? no i'm not because i just tired myself adam's out doing that's this. why i didn't even finish my sentence we adam just like reaches MNBCon. out and he's like do you guys want to do all this stuff and we're like no does it require no. any work on my part <laughs> we are gonna do some stuff we can't tell yeah. you what though but MMD, MMMD is doing stuff. Rihanna, weird stuff. Generally, I agree with you that I find myself looking back fondly on these Disney Plus shows. And well, I, but you liked most of them at the time. You yeah, didn't have the same complaints that we did. I'm really excited to watch them in a more bingey format too. Like, I think that's going to be fun. We're we're doing an MCU rewatch with the second oldest kiddo. And I'm excited that starting up here September, October, 
we'll be doing like you know three or four episodes each week of the different shows and kind of doing them fast and i'm interested in how that's different so i i mean i've gone back and i've watched falcon winter soldier a little bit and i've enjoyed it for what it is but man it could have been so much more i haven't gone back and tried to watch wandavision have no desire to go back and watch loki like i mean they just aren't grabbing me yet yeah i i I hope with you know as they go into dark stuff as they go into vampires and werewolves and all that i am a vampire werewolf junkie like do that stuff well do do those dark broody universes well do moon knight well but i i'm just I'm not even getting excited about them anymore because I don't feel like they're going to go any of the places that I'd want them to go. I think it'll be interesting to see how it all fits within like the saga, so to speak as well. Because like, if you go back to the first five or six Marvel movies in the infinity war, like the infinity saga, they do a lot of like groundwork, you know, to like get you ready for the big team up. So It'll be interesting if years from now we'll look back on this stuff and go, oh man, they were setting up that Kang in the Young Avengers, Avengers 5 movie, and it was all getting, like, you know, they have done a good job of giving movies more value. Just look at the way people talk about Age of Ultron today versus how they talked about it when it came out. Like, they have a way of glowing up their old stuff by having it build to something new. And I think we're in a groundwork phase right now that we haven't been in in a while because they're trying to introduce a whole lot of new characters real fast. Time heals all wounds, though, because just the other week, uh, Fantastic Four was trending and people were like, ah, it's not that bad. And that had no groundwork to provide for anything else. So that's why people think Iron Man good, Iron Man's good and it's not really that good. Oh, I'm with you, man. Iron Man's way overrated. It is. Just because it was the first one. And miss me with this RDJ casting controversy stuff. Anyone can play Tony Stark. Not anyone. Not anyone. I'm getting too head of, far ahead of myself. Other people could play Tony Stark. Doesn't it talk about um, James Gunn absolutely like eviscerating Martin Scorsese this week? Right. <laughs> that was excellent. What, whatever, man. It's- <laughs> We're here, our human husks are on this planet for such a short time, and we let film bother us. What, who, who's, the, who's to tell people what a film is and what, a, what it isn't, you know? Everything's content, and film Twitter hates it. Look up the definition of content, movie nerds. I mean, movies are content, whether you like it or not. Films are content. Get over yourself, you art house skinny jean wearing heads adam's going after everybody who watched suicide film twitter sucks ass man film twitter (laughs) sucks so much and so pretentious and i don't want your g damn ipas i'm sorry you know i don't want your ipas i don't want your damn craft beer just go off to your art house (laughs) cinema and do whatever the hell you want i'm sorry i'm a transformers guy that's it Poor, poor Alamo Draft House, man. I feel like I was Adam's about to say. All I want to add is the seats at Alamo Draft House are not comfortable. Really? I only go there because it's closer than any AMC That's theater. Disappointing. I would think. I don't like their food either. I got some dish today just because I was hungry and it was way too damn spicy. Like just. Anyways, <laughs> we are like suddenly becoming like the populist 
podcast are like, enough of all your fancy stuff. stuff. You can take your Oscars and your IPAs and your spicy food and shove Vanilla. it with a Vanilla. Like, like, like IPA is going to be a more expensive beer anyways. Let's order it at a cinema where they're going to jack it up to cinema prices anyways. Um, I, I don't order I got one of what do you call those? One of those tasting flights once. Never tasted anything more putrid in my life. <laughs> Never. I would rather drink battery acid. I would rather regurgitate and drink my own stomach fluids again than drink that tasting flight again. At least it's somewhat, you know, familiar and I'm aware of it. That well, just tasted like you come to New York, I'll I'll introduce you to Moonshine. Whatever. It's I will just say I, I do enjoy a nice flight if well done. So I'm not uh, with that about this. Mm. I love how you have to pair it with something. Oh, this goes great with what? No, I just want okay, and Mountain Dew goes great with Sour Patch Kids, you know? It's like, come on. <laughs> you should do a Mountain Dew pairing menu, Adam. I love that. Like that should be like your next article. That is Adam Barnhart summed up in one one line. Adam That's... Barnhart's Mountain Dew pairing. It was like that that time you were going through the frying kick where you're frying everything to see how I got And that so lasted sick. like one week. Because I got sick. That Your fried endurance. cheesecake did. Yeah, dude. No, that dude. fried cheesecake. You go fry yourself a slice of cheesecake, man. Cool. It was. The fried Twinkie, excellent. Fried cheesecake, oof. I should have tweeted pictures. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. No, 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 we don't <laughs> need to On that. that note, we will talk next week. See you next week. <laughs> seriously guys we'll see you next week uh thanks for listening to the pod we'll see you later guys bye <laughs>